Hey friends, it's Ash here and I am feeling like I am just vibing higher and higher this week with this book coming out and obviously you've probably heard me talk about it a thousand times, but it's inspiring this shift inside of me to do more podcasts one-on-one with you and I'm hoping that that's what you're looking for and just looking for something deeper here on the U-Turn podcast and as I've put this piece of my heart onto all of these book pages. And I know that so many of you have it in your hands and you're reading it and you're connecting with it and you're making career choices because of it. I just felt suddenly like now it's my time to show up more deeply and do these solo episodes and support you and share everything I've learned. And I thought it would be really fun with my book coming out right now to first of all, do a giveaway. So I wanted to give away a free mini coaching session to the first 75 of you, which is so many coaching sessions, but I'm really inspired to do it, who buy the book and um, write an Amazon review. So all you need to do is send a screenshot of your Amazon review to Kirsten at writer at cakepublishing.com. That's W-R-I-T-E-R at cake, C-A-K-E publishing.com. And Kirsten will make sure to give you the scheduling link if you're in the first 75 people to write that Amazon review to get that free mini coaching session. I just want to support you right now. I feel like this is a time that we are in where you've heard me say it on the podcast that sometimes it takes, you know, decades for a week to happen. And then there's some weeks where decades happen. And right now, I think decades are happening in just weeks and we are growing and evolving as a society and as people so much and more than ever, we need connection. We need love. And I certainly have felt so much inside of me throughout COVID and throughout writing this book, throughout editing this book. Um, If anything, I don't know about you, for, for me, COVID has inspired a little more introversion for me. I am finding myself more and more interested in just being home, being quiet, turning inward towards myself. And I'm not sure if that's just me kind of feeling the world and feeling overwhelmed, or that's just me coming home to who I really am, being an introvert. And that's something I talk about a lot in the U-Turn book is that dynamic between, you know, on one side, being inspired to become someone and just feeling pulled towards an identity or your next level versus being kind of traumatized and choosing who you are based on that trauma. And and in a lot of ways that can be reactive. I do think that when you're making a U-turn in your life, you're reconnecting to yourself, that some of it can be inspired by something that you want. And some of it can be inspired by trauma and that's okay too. I think it's just important to ask yourself that. And so I wanted to just on this episode, share with you eight lessons that I have been learning in pursuit of success, in pursuit of writing this book. And I feel really raw and tender as this book is coming out because it's not coming from a place of wanting to have an achievement in my business. Like obviously the achievement, the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, whatever list or blog writes about my book is meaningful, but it's like I wrote it from this like energy field that I wish for for you to access in your career. It's like this field where you can feel so moved, you can feel so alive and you feel like you aren't writing something because you want to write something, you're writing something because you have to. Like I can't not get these words out. They were so heavy inside of my body not sharing them with you. And so um the first thing I want to share about success that I've learned is that 
most of the years you're building success, whatever that means for you, whether it's emotional fulfillment, financial fulfillment, spiritual fulfillment, most of those years, you're just quiet at your desk. You're just sitting in the silence. And, and then every now and again, a little spike of validation, a little spike of the universe meeting you will come. And that's why I think to create success, um, whatever that means for you again, and I would define it for yourself. For me, it means expressing myself, putting things out there that can support me financially while also supporting other people. That's my success. And, you know, I feel like most of the time when you're building success, you are kind of in this place where you have to go on blind faith, believing that the universe is going to meet you, believing that people are going to get it. And there's so many tactical, logistical, project managing things you have to do before you get to that success. So in my case, it's like, there were so many years I was writing this book and it's like, now this week, me talking to you about it, you supporting me and buying it. I feel like I'm going to cry and you supporting yourself and getting a copy and reading this body of work that I've worked on for you. It's like, this is the moment, but nothing happens overnight. It's like, I've been working on this quietly at my desk for three years. And that is how success looks. So if you really want something, you have to know that you have to shelf your desire for validation. You have to trust your vision and you have to stay quiet at your desk working, knowing that every now and again, little spikes of momentum and validation will come and the universe will meet you. But it's really, that's the thing about success. It's not for the faint of heart. You have to be willing to work without the validation. And, you know, I, I would also add just kind of what I was saying about that energy field I wrote the U-turn book from, and even my TED talk, you know, it's so funny about my TED talk. Um, the most recent one, I know I've given two, the more recent one that I gave in Europe, I wrote it and I felt the same energy field I wrote the U-turn book from was the energy field I went into when I wrote the TED talk. It was like this altered state of consciousness. It, I swear my brain waves must have looked different as I was writing those words. It felt like I was channeling something outside of me through me. And when I wrote that talk, I told a couple of friends, this talk is going to do well because I gave it everything I have and I gave it the best of me and I prepared and I practiced with the best of me. And what's so interesting about that is that the first six months, nobody watched my Ted talk. It was crazy. Like there wasn't a swipe up or a friend in the world that can share that thing that would get it momentum. And then suddenly eight months later, without reason, it was just like, it took off. And one day I looked at the Ted talk, I think the day before it was like 600 views after eight months. And then the next day it was at 12,000 views. I was like, Oh, somebody must've shared this with their email list or something that that's nice of them. At least it got a little like, you know, people listening and getting inspired the next day, there's 10,000 more views, 10,000 more views. And it went viral. And I, I was in this feeling of like being so used to all of those quiet years, all of that quiet time I practiced that I wasn't validated. And I think that's, that's the work is not getting used to that. Just knowing that that's the time you're putting in. Don't, don't let yourself think that those quiet years are what it is. It's just that those quiet years are what create momentum. Don't identify with not being met by the universe. Know that you will be. And so in my case, I think there was that little scarcity that was like, well, this is just a one-off thing. Next thing I knew the Ted talk was so viral and I remember calling my friend Amanda Bucci being like, oh, I'm holding my breath for this to just kind of die out in a week. And she was like, but why, you know, why the scarcity? And sure enough, it's still viral more than a year later from that day. And so it's like, 
trust that those moments of momentum are always going to come. That is just pursuit of success. Rule number one, rule number two, the mindset that you start with, with whatever you're creating, isn't going to work for who you're becoming. You've got to keep working. You've got to keep being vulnerable. You've got to keep questioning when something's an actual yes or no for you. You know, I think more often than not, sometimes we hide behind the mindset we start with and we don't let the truth be there, which is that. And that's what making a U-turn in my book is really all about is this idea that who you are isn't going to match who you're becoming. I don't want you at 35 years old to be the same as who you were at 25 years old. And the difference is not just the action you take. It's the thoughts that you're having about what's available for you. And that's why in my last solo episode this past week, I really wanted to kind of just get you aware of this idea that, I don't know, it's like making a U-turn really does make your life kind of unravel sometimes, but it's necessary. And that's what I want for you is to get aware of manifestation, always staying in the feelings of what you want happening, always questioning what thoughts or beliefs you're having that are keeping you from feeling those feelings, from having that goal. And of course, all of our goals are an illusion. We just think they're going to make us feel a certain way. So how can we start getting into the feelings right now? How can we start evaluating the thoughts in our mindset that are keeping us from believing we can have those feelings right now? And then number three around success is the word gets out about how you are and how you treat people. The word always gets out. And it's funny because when you put yourself out there, there's always going to be other people projecting what they think you are onto you. And it might not be valid. It might not be um, based on any reality about their, you know, how you've treated them, but everybody at any given moment is having an experience of you and you can't control that. And it's like, even when I started dating William, um, our families have known each other our entire lives. And it was so hard for me because it was kind of like, I made that weird move from being his family friend to like his partner And then us having to kind of like make that big reveal and tell everybody because our moms have been best friends since I was a kid and since he was born. So it's like, you know, letting other people have their experience of me. I know that when we first shared with our families, like some people thought it was weird that we were dating almost like it was incestuous, like we're family friends, like it's almost weird to date somebody you grew up with um, for some people and just allowing people to have that experience of me. Um, and, and then when it comes to my business, it's like, there are so many times that I've hired, I've thought about hiring someone to help me with my podcast or with writing and editing something. And I'll ask friends like, Hey, do you know anything about this person? Were they great? And and people will share, no, that person's not great. Or, you know, don't trust that person. And obviously everybody has their own experience of everyone. So I hold it lightly, but word does get out when people don't have, um, positive experiences of how you treat them. So do your best to treat people well, not because of what people think of you, but because of what you think of yourself, because every night I'm going to bed with myself, you know, William's going to conk out usually. And I'm sitting there quietly in the dark, listening to him lightly snoring and just kind of like, okay, how do I feel about me? And that is life. That is priceless. That is all you have. So, I mean, time is all you have. What you think about yourself is what you have. So think kindly of yourself, treat people well so that you can feel good about who you're being in the world. And then number four, when it comes to the pursuit of success, 
I want to just talk a little bit about boundaries. God, I mean, they are so necessary for your health, you know, like so necessary and people are going to get pissed if you set a boundary and they don't like it. And it's on you to accept the critics, uh, especially if you're trying to build success um, or you're just, you're not yet in that mindset that is cut out to create that success. If you are letting the critics stop you. And so, I mean, for me, it's so funny on Instagram to get the word out about the U-turn book. Some friends recommended DMing every single person that follows me. And obviously I only have so many hours in the day. I can't DM every single person. So I brought some people on to my team to help me get the message out that I've written for every person that follows me. And it's funny, like some people are responding saying like, this is such an inauthentic strategy, you know, like you're not being authentic. And then other people are DMing me back saying, oh my gosh, what a great marketing strategy. I never even thought about going to your website and I just got your book and thanks so much for sharing this message. I really need this book right now. And when I get the critics who are like, this is so inauthentic, this is so, you know, whatever they're saying, it's like, I always remember, I have never been criticized by somebody who's playing big ever, actually ever. Like I've never come across somebody who's putting themselves out there in a big way, who's attacking me. It just hasn't happened because I think people who are really putting themselves out there get that it's a, it's, it's a process there's trial and error and they just respect another soul who's in that process largely is the case and how you treat yourself with critics is everything. So for me, um, you know, boundaries have, have been huge. Um, people who maybe think I owe them my time because of one reason or another, it's been huge for me to just kind of be kind to myself and, and my sanity. And, you know, there've been some podcasts who have invited me on and I'm so grateful for their invitation. So grateful. And I have noticed in this book launch that I've done everything I can, and now I'm in rest. And so I've been letting them know I'm in resting mode. Um, but I would love to hear from them another time. The super, super big ones. I've tried to like find on my calendar, like, when can I squeeze that energy out of me? Because I have just worked so much with this book coming out and anyone who tells you that their book just like hit the New York times bestseller list, unless they're like, I don't know, Oprah, I just, it's, it's a grind. And that's the thing. Success is such an illusion. Sometimes everybody gets burnt out. Everybody needs to have their boundaries. Everybody has insecurities about how they treat people. I can't tell you how many celebrities I've coached one-on-one that have confided in me about the struggles they're having. They're just like us, you know, and it's, I'm so grateful for them because they keep removing that illusion that there's anybody on a pedestal in this world because there's, it's just not true, you know? Um, Number five, and this kind of starts with Number one, I was talking about how most of the years of success, you're quiet at your desk. And then those little moments of validation are going to come. My tip for number five is the big breaks are always going to happen. They, they are like, you, you can't knock on a thousand doors with your knuckles, like bleeding without somebody opening the door and being like, yes, I'm going to meet you on this. Yes. I'm going to give you a try on this. And the more you can let yourself kind of steep in that mysticism that life has, knowing that you will be met, that these spikes will come, that momentum is always on its way. The big breaks were always going to happen. If you are being yourself, if you are being true, if you're coming from a good place, if you are authentic and you're in that energy field, I talked about where I wrote the TED talk, where I wrote my book and I'm going to 
be really vulnerable and admit, I would say only 80% of the time am I accessing that on the U-Turn podcast. There's some days where I have a guest and something about them isn't as inspiring for me. They're not resonating with where I'm at now. And as a team, we work really hard to make sure that all of the interviews that we release are really good. And we don't air the ones that we don't think are going to give you value, um, which is subjective, you know, and sometimes we'll do a redo with a guest. Um, But only 80% of the time have I been able to get into that state because it actually feels like I'm bleeding when I'm in that state. And I can feel it right now. It's like, really working from that magical energy field where your ego is gone and you are in love and you are in your magic and you are doing what you feel is so expressive and so true for you. It sometimes feels like you're bleeding. It feels like you're just, your heart is so open. It's outside of your body. And it's almost like not human for me to be able sometimes to get there. And so I do my best with the show and my intention when I'm doing these solo episodes is to bleed my heart out onto the page, onto, onto the podcast to really share with you here in the same way I did with my book and my Ted talk. And I hope you can feel that. I hope that this realness can support you in stepping into that too. And just remembering tip number five, like your big breaks are always going to happen. You need to be willing to knock on all of the thousands of doors. And that's the thing about being stuck. Like you're not stuck. It's just that, you know, your thinking is usually the only thing that's actually stuck. And anyone who feels stuck, I always say this, it's like, they just need to be out there creating more options for themselves. Anybody who says I'm stuck, I'm not getting paid what I'm worth. I'm not getting what I want out of my business, whatever. I just think you're not stuck. You just haven't created options. So go create options and go knock on doors, go have conversations, Um, keep your head down in the quiet of the work and know that when you do that, when you put the energy out, you'll be met. Big breaks will happen. And sometimes they happen against reason, you know, like, sometimes my career feels like a heart monitor where it's like beep, 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 like nothing's happened. And then suddenly something will come in and it's like, beep, you know, like this huge opportunity. So this brings me into what I wanted to share with the sixth thing I, I wrote down that I wanted to tell you that I've learned in the pursuit of my own success and everything that means for me is you're going to slip. You're going to fail. You're going to watch everybody pass you. You're going to fix things. You have to get up but there is a season to lay down, you know? And one of the things I experienced while writing the U-turn book was that I would have some bad writing days. You know, I would have some days where it was like, I would stare at the cursor and nothing would come out of my fingers and I was paralyzed and it would feel so frustrating if I had a full week of coaching clients and I know, I know you guys have probably seen, if you follow me on Instagram, I'm working um, with SoFi, the lending institution, the most amazing work consulting relationship I've ever had. Such an incredible group of people who have so much to offer and they are like changing the world. They're going public soon. They funded the football stadium in Los Angeles, the SoFi Charger Stadium. And they are just a magical group of people offering so much good into the world. And I literally just feel so good every time I talk about them because I love what they're doing. And as their spokesperson, I've been in their Facebook group, seeing people pay off loans. So you have a lot of debt. I highly recommend checking them out. And in the meantime, I just want to remind you that, you know, like leave me, leave it to me to go on this tangent about SoFi. I just love them, but you slip, you fail, you fall. It's going to feel like that moment when you have like a head cold and everybody feels like they're walking faster than you. You take time to fix things. You've got to get up at some point, but you've got to honor the season. 
to lay down. If you're in a job right now and you don't know what's next for you, but you know that there's something coming, don't force yourself to come to answers. Just put yourself in situations that make you feel yourself. Ask yourself, where can you go? Who can you talk to to feel more you? Don't force the answer, just commit and focus on. And I think that's really the U-turn that I write about my book is coming back to you. For me, it's putting my feet in the ground with the ocean. I know you guys have heard me talk about this. Um, it's, it's me talking to Amanda Bucci, Sarah Stewart, Nicole Nalpavar, close friends, Sarah Pendrick, who get me and they're there for me. And the more I connect with them, the more light my life feels and the more light I feel, the more creative I am. But know that there is a season to be down, to be in fixing, to be in recreating, to be in reworking. This season is necessary. And it, I think it's literally a cultural insanity that we are accept, expected to have clarity from one moment to the next. That is just fucking bananas to me. Like, what are we doing to ourselves thinking that because something is not working anymore, we should know exactly what the next thing is that works. Mistakes are part of the process. Knocking on doors are part of the process. Fixing, reworking, blowing things up and starting over is part of the process. Me staring at the cursor on my computer on a week where I've got meetings with SoFi, private clients, and I carve out a whole day to write my book and nothing comes out of my fingers. Those days that feel so shitty are part of the process. They get you closer to the days where you're writing. It's part of the process. And, I, and on that note, I would add, knowing what you need to get back to yourself, like what do you need um, to kind of be in that tenderness, to be in that transition, to feel more yourself, like really get to know that about yourself. Because that's what life is, right? It's just an opportunity to further get to know yourself, further be yourself. And then the seventh thing I wrote down about success and lessons is you can't walk on eggshells, you know, like you're going to say the wrong thing. Do you love yourself enough to let that be okay? Or do you need the world of love and the world's validation to feed that emptiness inside of you that can't take the hit? Do you have emptiness inside of you that you're not loving yourself in that spot? You're not speaking kindly to yourself about that thing. And because of that, you're walking on eggshells. You're not saying what you want to say. Being and kind of going back to SoFi, being their spokesperson has been really healing for me. And I've done contracts that are a little bit shorter with other brands. And I'm really grateful for that. And what I love about them is that they've said, be yourself. And I've noticed that as a spokesperson, sometimes it feels really scary if I'm on a panel and there's 4,000 digital eyeballs looking at me or whatever. I'm like, man, I don't want to say a joke that doesn't hit right. You know, I don't want to get that email from that client that tells me I offended them or hurt them. And then I realized like, that's, that's the cost of fucking admission to life. Like, am I willing to know that sometimes I might say something that doesn't hit right. And, and, and am I willing to love myself through that fear? Am I willing to talk kindly to myself through that so that I'm not walking on eggshells in my life? Because the moment I walk on eggshells is the moment I've abandoned myself. It's the moment I stop creating what I'm supposed to create. So where are you on eggshells? Like, where are you not letting yourself take the hit? Where are you not speaking kindly to that empty spot inside of you that needs your love? Because that is where success is, is being able to stand on ground with yourself, permission to fail, permission to misstep. And then the final point I just want to make in this little solo love note from me to you is that I believe balance is just defined differently by everyone. You know, I've met some people that 
balance looks like taking a month off and then coming back super hard and working 80 hour weeks for them. That's balance. I've met other people where balance means, you know, they work from nine to five, not a minute later, and they go do their workout every morning at the same time. They cook dinner. It's like they have a rhythm. They have a routine in their life. What does balance look like for you? That's something to really know about yourself. What feels balanced for you? Who are you when you're balanced? What are you doing when you're balanced? So these are just some thoughts that I've had as I've been writing this book. And um, yeah, I almost feel called right now just on my computer to end this solo by reading you a little bit of the intro of the book. And just a friendly reminder, those of you audio people, I actually recorded the audible and narrated it myself. I was so grateful that my publisher gave me that opportunity. And so right now and right here, I'll read some of the introduction and just give you the vibes of the book. I'm so grateful for each of you supporting me. I feel like you're my tribe and it's like, no matter how many other podcasts I could go on, no matter how many emails friends will send or swipe ups, it's like, there's something about this energy field I was talking to you about. And if you haven't discovered what it feels like to be in that energy field, that's my biggest assignment to you because wow, like, I don't know why I'm crying, but that energy field is your power. That place where you are not in your ego, where you are surrendered, where you are working because you have something in your soul that has to get out of you. And if you haven't gone to that moment in your life yet, trust it's coming. Trust your seasons. So without further ado, I will read the introduction a little bit. It's kind of long, so I'll spare you the whole thing, although it is such a beautiful opener. And I hope that you know that these steps in the U-turn book are here for you in your career, for you to fill that gap in what's missing for you. So here's the introduction. It says, introduction, start here. When I was five, I knew I was supposed to be a writer. I'll never forget walking up to the microphone on stage at my preschool graduation after the principal encouraged each of us kids to tell the audience what we wanted to be when we grow up. Loaded question for a five-year-old, right? So there I was, waiting my turn, listening to all the answers you'd expect. A fireman, a police officer, an astronaut, a doctor, a singer, an athlete. None of those fit the blueprint of who I wanted to become. I took out the microphone from the principal's hand and squinted into the bright stage lights. I am going to be a mom, an author, and a poet, I stated. I don't know what I was expecting, loud cheers or clapping from the audience maybe, but all I heard was silence, deafening silence. Not really knowing what to do, I raised the microphone and spoke into the black void. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. My voice echoed as I walk off stage. Ladies and gentlemen, who did I think I was? I'll tell you exactly who. A five-year-old girl who got kicked out of preschool for headbutting. That's who. I'm not joking. For whatever reason, I'd walk up to little kids on the playground and appearing as though I was going to hug them. And then I'd bang my head into theirs. I've always felt like my body didn't have enough space to hold all of my energy, all of my creativity, or all of my thoughts about the future. That energy needed to go somewhere. 
Some people expel their energy through expressing certain emotions such as laughter or anger. Others perhaps expel their energy through physical activity such as exercise, art, or dance. I chose to write. This book is a place for me to release my failures, understand my successes, and use them to support you in finding your chosen career path. So welcome to my U-turn and yours as well. What's a U-turn? It's that critical moment of transformation when you become honest with yourself about some core area of your life that isn't working. It's that moment where you realize the only thing worse than stepping into the unknown is staying stuck where you are. This could be in any area of your life, be it love, work, or friendships, just to name a few. More than anything, it's that moment when you finally stop letting fear drive you and you suddenly choose to listen to that quiet yet wise voice inside of you that's begging to be heard. For once, instead of muffling it, you honor it. You surrender to all the inconveniences that this could bring into your life and you decide, you decide to make a change, jumping off the road you've been traveling and going into a new unknown direction. In doing so, your whole life is about to become better, but often that doesn't come until you've allowed it to unravel. Instead of making a U-turn and going back to where you may have started like you do when you're driving or questioning yourself when the drive of life feels rough on the roads, why not instead get more intentional and see that lack of alignment as an opportunity to go deeper and connect to your heart, making it more of a U-turn? All right, guys, there is so much I have to share with you in this book. And uh, just a friendly reminder, the first 75 of you who are able to email writer at cakepublishing.com, my project manager, Kirsten, who is my right hand extraordinaire with a screenshot of your Amazon review after having bought the book, um, she will send you a calendar link to book a free mini session with me. I'm honored to gift you this. Thank you for supporting me as a new author. You know, I've tried not to register the pressure that comes with publishers looking at my pre-order numbers and my book sales. And just to remind myself, this book is just what I'm here to do. And it does, it's so much bigger than me. It's so much bigger than my own ego. It's so much bigger than the numbers that a publisher sees. It's here for you. It's here for you to come home to yourself because if you're anything like me, you can get tired being someone else. And I don't want that for you, especially not in your career, especially not for the 90,000 fucking hours you spend of your life at work. That's one third of your waking time on this planet. So thank you for listening to the U-Turn podcast, my friends. Thank you for being my tribe. Thank you for supporting me. I really, it just means so much. There's something about this community in particular that feels sacred. Would love to hear from you in my DMs, what you're learning from the book, what you're learning from the show, what kind of solo episodes you want me to create. I love you and thanks for being here. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. 
On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's gonna push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously, which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you wanna learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join Podcast Royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap, like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox or wherever you listen to your podcasts.